Welcome to the All Things SLP podcast. This podcast is about all the things because as SLPs, we do all the things. In our field, it is impossible to know everything, nor should you expect yourself to. I'm your host, Erin Larson, a pediatric speech-language pathologist, and for many years, it has been my mission to provide tools to SLPs so that you have less overwhelm and can get back to loving your job. So sit back, listen up, and let's learn, all while having a little fun along the way. Hi, SLP friends, and welcome back to another episode of the All Things SLP podcast. If you are listening to this in real time, it is almost officially summer. Except if you're like me in Louisiana or the South, you may just feel like it is perpetually summer. Like what even are seasons? Anyways, I want to spend this episode talking about how you can move therapy outside and play to increase speech and language. Now, if this is absolutely impossible for you to do, I'll give you some ideas at the end where you can bring the outside in but I hope you'll be able to incorporate outside play into your sessions. Before we jump into the actual speech and language benefits of going outside, let me just mention the general benefits of being outside. And I looked this up because I didn't want to just like give you what I think and what I believe, but about the actual research. There is so much research out there right now, but one study showed that children spend four to seven minutes a day in unstructured outdoor play compared to seven or more hours in front of a screen. That's just, I don't know, that that honestly just leaves me speechless. So if that's not another reason for you to move therapy outside, I don't know what I can tell you. But if we can play a small part in getting more outside time, I am all about it. So when I was doing my research, I continuously read about these five benefits of children playing outside, and I agree with every single one of them. So let's jump in. First up, outside play builds physically healthier children. Nowhere is better than the outdoors for running, jumping, throwing, kicking, carrying, like all of that. These important motor skills improve with practice. So the more kids do them, the more they will fine tune them. So think about if you have kids that like to play soccer, why don't you work on speech sounds while kicking a ball back and forth? Or if you're working on spatial concepts, move that soccer ball around and teach and practice a skill like that. Even if you have a literacy client, use a soccer ball as, you know, motivation and sit outside and take breaks during your session to kick it back and forth or do it at the end of your session. You just have to be creative with it. And not only will you help the child develop motor skills, but playing in the sun builds vitamin D in the body, which aids in stronger bones and less likelihood of chronic diseases. According to the American Academy of Pediatrics, many children now have vitamin D deficiency. So let's get them outside and help with that. But of course, just want to remind you, make sure that they are protected and not getting sunburned and that they stay hydrated. Number two, the second thing outside play does is contribute to cognitive and social emotional development. Now, this is right up our alley to begin with. So playing in general helps kids learn important skills such as taking turns, sharing, sportsmanship, teamwork, etc. If you are working in groups and can get them outside and working together for maybe some unstructured playtime where you are there to facilitate if need be, kids can have the flexibility outside to be inventive and explore the world around them 
with their individual abilities and the model of others. Those peer interactions help improve communication, cooperation, and organizational skills, among many, many others. And did you also know fresh air is also known to reduce stress? So our kids who struggle with those peer interactions and those social skills may benefit from working on them outside in that fresh air. The third way outside play is beneficial is it improves sensory skills. Think of all the senses we use as soon as we step outside. More so how they are more awake than the same thing they're used to being in every single week while they're inside the school or inside the clinic or therapy room, wherever you are. How is this for a fun fact? According to one optometry and vision science study, children who play outside regularly have better distance vision than children who are always indoors. That would make sense if you think about it. It's used way more often outside. All of their senses are used outside. Sight, smell, touch, hearing, taste if that's available. You can hit all of those senses outside in a variety of new and fun ways. And that is how children learn. Now think about if they are in front of the screen for seven hours a day, like that one study talked about. Hearing and sight. That's it. So that can negatively affect development of perceptual abilities. And this is why it's important for us to be cognizant of our therapy sessions and what we are incorporating. And for us to also explain to caregivers the impacts of the activities their children engage with at home. So I want you to have that in mind. Now for number four, outside play can increase attention spans. Ooh, this is good. How often do you get a client on your caseload and they have an attention goal? Or maybe you evaluate them and you're just like, Wow, no joint attention whatsoever, no extended playtime on a task. They just jump from one activity to another activity. So how can outside play help with this? Well, children who play outside regularly are more curious, self-directed. They explore what's around them. Therefore, they are more likely to stay with the task longer. Children who spend more time inside, they don't have the same exposure to activities that take self-initiative and follow through. Hmm, that is something to think about. Lastly, number five, playing outside improves happiness and immunity. I'm sure this was a no-brainer. Did you know outdoor light stimulates the pineal gland? This part of the brain is vital to keep our immune system strong and make us feel happier. And spending time outside is known to improve mood and happiness. I just wanted to throw that in there at the end because we could all use that. But overall, one big takeaway I want you to take from this is that it really does help to look at the whole child, not just the speech, not just the language part, because when we look at the whole child and address the whole child, then we positively enhance our session and the client's progress. Now let's talk about some example. Think about our sensory seekers. Are you needing more movement activities? Then outside is perfect. Think about the tactile and visual cueing a child might need and how you can incorporate that outside. Maybe you have a client who stutters and you bring them to the playground equipment outside. Depending on the strategies or techniques you use, the slide could be perfect tactile and visual cue. Or maybe the steps going up the equipment. Get creative with it. Those are just a couple of examples, but you get the gist. We need to look at each client and see what would benefit them the most. Now, what are my favorite activities and toys for outside? I'll link to these in the show notes in case there's something you haven't heard of before. 
Um, and this is just a few examples. I My list could be exhaustive, but I like to keep these episodes short and sweet. So first up, stomp rockets. These are so fun. And for your little ones, it's such a good way to elicit language because they usually can't do it by themselves. So there's that added bonus of needing your help with it. A big parachute. Do you know what I'm talking about? Like one of those big rainbow ones. I love using these with groups. So there's a lot of working together, taking turns, imagination, and inventing ways as they come up with new ways to play. For the little ones, um, if you have another adult with you, maybe a parent, or if you get to co-treat with an OT or someone, I love putting them inside the parachute and then like in the middle of it and then lifting them up because it turns into a swing. They love that. Next up, chalk. Okay, seriously, tell me one goal you cannot target with chalk. You can't. I will totally win that challenge. Again, be creative with it, but chalk is so fun. Next up, an obstacle course. Create an obstacle course outside and even better, have them come up with it. That works on so many cognitive skills. And again, they absolutely love it. Then sprinkle in your speech and language work throughout the obstacle course. Like I mentioned earlier, facilitate social interactions during play. I've joined in kickball games, I've gotten in bouncy houses, and I've just immersed myself into these social situations with my clients and worked with them with their typical peers in a much more natural environment than if we were just in my room talking about these situations. So try to do that when you can. Now, what if you can't go outside? What can you do? Well, there's a ton of movement activities you can do in the smallest of spaces. You can still create those obstacle courses. Again, just get creative with it. Think about what kind of sensory play you can bring in to meet those different senses. A couple of my summer go-tos are, you know, that kinetic sand um, that's really popular. They have a sandcastle set where we can pretend play with the beach. Um, And then there's these really awesome ocean water beads I found a long time ago on Amazon. I've used those so, so much. They even come with a bunch of small sea animals to use with it. And kids absolutely love it. And you can target so much with that set. Again, I'm going to link all of this in the show notes if you want to um, check it out. So I hope this episode not only gave you ideas for some outside summer play, but I also hope it gave you a new perspective on addressing the whole child and how beneficial that is. All right, so we're at the end of the episode. And if you've been listening, you know, I like to end on a funny note, something to make people laugh or smile. So today I'm sharing one from one of my home visits. If you have ever done home visits, I'm sure you have a story or two. All right. So today's story, I had just started seeing this client. It was a Spanish speaking family and they lived with some of their extended family. Well, I'm in the middle of my session when all of a sudden grandma walks out of the bathroom. She had just finished taking a shower and was wrapped up in a towel only. And then the towel slipped and fell. And grandma was full on nude in front of me. (laughs) Now, of course, I look away. Meanwhile, the dad who was in my session just starts yelling her way. I'm assuming to go in the other room, pick up the towel or something. But grandma is totally unbothered. They are arguing without her moving at all. She doesn't pick up the towel. I think, honestly, rhetorically, it would be difficult for her. So she just starts slowly shuffling her way to another room. No towel. You know, in the moment I was mortified, dad was mortified, but the funny thing about this was grandma couldn't care less that she didn't have a towel on. (laughs) So there's my story this week. I hope it made you laugh or at least smile. 
and I look forward to popping in next week. Please subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And if you feel inclined to leave a review. Bye guys. Thank <laughs> you.